All right, are you, okay. are you done eating? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Done with my little lunch. I just didn't want there to be a bunch of eating noises in the background of the podcast. Yeah, I hear people hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we would just wait to start until you're done. Don't want that. Snacking, but also you don't want to be starving while we record. Because then you just want it to be over the whole time. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize how late it had gotten and how long ago breakfast was. But, all right, you ready? Talking about their favorite themes on silver screen, they'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler-free? It's time for Single Best Scene. Hi, Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week, we're talking about shows we hated. Hated. Ew, no. Yeah. So, um, we felt um, it was necessary to inform everyone that we do, in fact, not like shows, <laughs> in case you haven't heard us um, subtly jab other shows on the other podcasts. Um, we definitely watch a lot of shows that we do not like and do not continue watching. Um, or watch the whole thing and decide we fucking hated it. Um, yeah. Also important because some of these shows I think you guys maybe love and are waiting for us to do an episode on. And so this is a little clear the air of like, we're maybe never gonna do <laughs> a whole podcast just about a show that we did not like. Um, because why would anyone do that? <laughs> right. Or like if you're looking for a show and you've been waiting to watch it and you're like, now might be the perfect time. Because mm-hmm. last week we did and we hope y'all listened to and liked it. If not, go back and listen to it. What we've been binging in quarantine and what we think y'all should listen to or watch. Um, and so if there was a show on that list that we, when we were doing that, we were like, well, we should probably show some, tell y'all some shows to steer clear of. So obviously yes. these are just our opinions. We have... Uh, we're not always uh, on par with what everybody else thinks is good or bad, but we wanted to give y'all a taste of some of the shows that we have either watched all of, or like Sophie said, just watched a few episodes of, and decided they just weren't for us. Because mm-hmm. there's enough yep. TV, it's not for everybody. No, it's truly not. <laughs> so, Soph, do you want to go first? How do you want to, do you want to ping pong back and forth, or do you want to go first on your list? Um, well, I, um, did, well, in the thing, uh, category of what your template that said what we hated. So I did all the shows that I thought we had both watched. And then I had a whole separate section of just shows that I think only I watched. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll just do one first and I, assuming that you've also, so you can just chime in and then we'll just do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first one up is Scandal. So... (laughs) Scandal is like, yeah, Maddie's like showing up all of her notes. Number one, look at that. Um, So I still stand by the opening, like the cold open of the pilot of Scandal is like maybe the best cold open of any show I've ever seen, except for maybe Schitt's Creek. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's so good. And you're like, holy shit. Like... Olivia comes in, she's this bad bitch, she, like, takes control of the room, like, snap, 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 walks out, white coat, and you're like, this is my new queen, like, step down, Elizabeth, Olivia Pope is now my queen, um, and I thought season one, in fact, was still really good, like, you know, season two was good, 
season two was good too you know like we're really focusing on still like her job as a fixer was still the a plot right of every episode and um her co-workers we get to know more and of course the whole like um jake and um bits of it all and you know and also like jake is what's that actor's name so hot scott foley scott foley that's right excuse me for forgetting scott foley so handsome like i'm was always team jake like but whatever Mm -hmm um well and there was still like a little bit of mystery around how everything fell apart who knew what's the deal with her dad and Mm -hmm. right we're right so the dad mystery was a good one honestly like that was and he was so scary well and even the like (laughs) quinn mystery was good with like the bombing or whatever and like jake was involved with fits and like did millie know about the pregnancy and the rigging of what Mm -hmm. the rigging of the presidency that like fits didn't actually win yes all of that yes. stuff was good. Still good. And then. And then. And then, I mean, Maddie can go into more detail. <laughs> I just feel like the, in the generalization of what happened to the show, where, why I stopped watching, is that starting in season three, the A-plot was no longer her job as a fixer and how good she was at it. And it was... OMG, like, what boy is she going to be with? And then she became kind of this pathetic, like, sad girl character and just sort of flopped around, in my opinion, like, emotionally. And it just, like, the will they, won't they of her and these two guys, like, got so tired to me. Like, I was like, why are we still doing this? Why does she, I don't know. It just seemed to kind of, like, her whole like self kind of just seemed to crumble into like these men and that just sucked and I was like well I don't really want to watch this the only silver lining I think of the later seasons is Millie becomes a bad bitch Mm -hmm. which she started to do that in season two and so I'm not even gonna give the last two seasons all the credit for that because even if you just watch the first two seasons you get some like Millie being a queen um but yeah the whole thing just became too much of a mess Olivia Olivia became too much of a mess and I was like okay I'm done with this (laughs) it's rare that I'll watch a show that's a procedural and be annoyed when they take it away and make it more about their like personal life and less about like the crime Mm. of the week or the scandal of the week but Mm -hmm. I think what people liked about scandal or at least the people we've talked to like over the years because like we used to have like watching parties at Sophie's mm-hmm. house like right after we graduated and all of our friends would come over and we would watch scandal and I yeah, think Shauna Land Thursday yeah and I think that the problem that the show ran into is they made it too much about like what you're saying about their personal lives and then the like mystery of the week became so big that if you like looked away for a second you would miss an entire mm-hmm plot and then you would be so confused so it was like it became really boring appointment television like I never wanted Mm -hmm. to watch it but I knew that if I didn't watch it I would have I couldn't if I didn't pay 100% attention I would have no clue what was going on because they were making their like red herrings too small and the like I don't know they just I think took it like it like jumped to the shark it like went too far and um I have two points to that one of them is it started to mirror real life like too closely like, especially around, like, the 2016 election, they, like, mm-hmm. were doing that, and then they were doing, like, the Planned Parenthood stuff, and then they were doing, like, they were just doing a lot of stuff that was, like, we 
where I was like, I, it feels like I'm watching the news, but like, I'm supposed to be invested in this romantic storyline. And so that right. was one of the things. And then, you know, that kidnapping with the kidnapping, I knew you were going to mention it. It's truly the worst thing I've ever seen on television. It's offensive. <laughs> yeah. That he, she was kidnapped. Then they went to war for her and then she broke up with him. And then she was never like out of DC. They like made it seem like she was in it, like uh, the Middle East somewhere, I think. So that was my Shondaland purgatory. I couldn't get past it. I quit. Like I I felt like I was kidnapped and held hostage. (laughs) We were. The entire audience was kidnapped emotionally by that. Yeah. I think I watched like two or three episodes after that and then was like, I don't care about anybody. I used to love Abby. She sucks Mm -hmm. now. I liked Abby and David's Mm -hmm. romance. They don't have one anymore. Mm -mm. Quinn's just like murdering people now. I was like, there's no like moral center to the show at all. Right. Nope. Nobody has a rule. Like nobody has ethics at all. And which is ironic because that's like what the whole thing was based on, right? It's like right. we're the we're in the right and the whole white hat thing. It was like we're 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 right and we're fixing everybody's wrongs. And right. then out the window. And then that was just gone around. I think it was around season four that everything kind of fell apart. I did like, have a <sighs> coworker who I would talk to about it, and we had the same like conversation that you know you and I are having right now. And then she had to have something happen. And so she binged it all. Like she just started it over and like watched it all the way through. And she did say that it was better as a binge because like the storylines that felt like they dragged on, like were only like an actuality, like three episodes, but mm-hmm. the way of whatever. So I'm not saying that like, if Scandal's your favorite show, I and DM us and let us know, like, is it your favorite show? Because you watched it week to week and you thought it stayed the same level or did you binge it? And so you like watched the whole shitty seasons in like a day type of a thing right yeah I think a lot of shows are much more forgivable as a binge because you don't have enough time to stop and think about the potholes yes and you don't have time to forget and also you're caught up in whatever emotional drama has just happened and so there's not enough distance to be like well wait didn't she literally just say she was never going to date again? So like, why the fuck did that guy at the bar just give her winky eyes? And why do we think that they're going to get together? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have time for that. You're just like, oh my God, winky eyes. Watch next episode. <laughs> like, right, right. And I will and so... say, kind of going off of that point of like binging versus watching week to week, a show on my list that I've decided I hated was The Undoing. I do not think that it was as good as people who watched it week to week thought it was. Because when you binge it, there's, it's, it's so mind blowing that this took up six weeks of people's time to me. (laughs) I know that's going to be a really unpopular opinion, but like, I have thought about it a lot since I watched it. I know it was on my recommendation this week and I take it back. Um, But it's, it goes against the binge versus week to week um, Mm -hmm. concept where like some shows are better when you have time to think about the plot holes and have time to, to really diverge and then some shows the longer the like more distance you have for it the less it makes sense mm-hmm. so anyway yeah do you have more to say about the undoing since that's on your list no I mean basically that's it like it you can tell they threw a ton of money into it um I you can tell that it's David E. Kelly who did Big Little Lies and is like obsessed with Nicole I just mm-hmm. think that so the the basis is a woman is murdered and she's like hit in the face with a hammer 11 times and it's just the, it, it goes to such extremes that, and I don't want to spoil it because I know you haven't seen it, but um, there's just no, 
the people who must have watched it week to week got to sit around and think of who did the murder. But when you binge it, there's no, they don't offer any other alternatives. Nice. So I guess that's kind of spoiling it for you. Sorry. Oh. Edit that out if you think it needs to I, <laughs> I mean, I prefer to binge things. So it's going to be a real struggle for me to watch it week to week. Anyway. Yeah, true. Okay. Do you have another one on the shows of what we hated from our? Um, yeah, you didn't like Empire, right? No, I didn't like Empire. I, I liked, liked season one. Season of one. Yeah. Season one was really good. And Traji P. Hinchin is a Great. star. Obviously. Yeah. This has nothing to do with her. <laughs> no. It, um, I remember we watched season two, the season two premiere at your house and that same scandal, whatever. Yeah. And the big villain that we've been afraid of for an entire year was Chris Rock. And I was like, is this show <laughs> fucking with us? I, know, right? I was like, are we getting punked? Is this like a fake SNL skit that they're airing at the same time? Is this Empire? an April Fool's in September? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, what is going on? It was such a weird show. casting choice. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, that, they lost me honestly at that. And there was something else about Traji's character. I can't remember now, it's been so long. Um, but I remember she, they took her in a direction where I was like, wait a second. What? Yeah. I don't know. I just, the whole thing kind of got a little too messy and I was like, I don't know. And then of course the scandal of it all. And I was like, all right, well, I remember don't need when, to go back to that one. <laughs> I remember when that scandal happened, I was like, huh, how is the show still on the air? Like, I didn't know it was like in season six or seven or however long it ran. Yeah, obviously like, other people have liked it a lot, so. And I do think, like, the I apologize. season, like, some shows I have, like, a, a theory about, and you and I have talked about, like, some shows, like, I really, like, just think they should have been one season shows. Like, mm-hmm. this show, mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why, Nashville, um, Stranger Things, like, shows like that where I'm, like, season one was perfect, and, like, I personally don't need to go on and watch season two. Like, I don't need to right. move past what I thought was a great season. And so for some of those shows, I'm like, yeah, I like season one of Empire. And to me, that's where the story ended. I agree. Um, let's talk about Nashville a little bit since you mentioned it. Um, yeah. I, I think I made it to season three of Nashville. Um, and I stopped watching it um, because I mean, I, I started watching it because I love Connie Brighton and I love Hayden Panettiere. And, but by season three, it sort of felt like Connie Brighton's character couldn't win and, or like couldn't be happy. And Hayden Panettiere's character felt like she couldn't win. Like there was mm-hmm. no, like they were both doing better, but also worse. And I was like, okay, I mean, I mean, how many times, especially with, Connie Britton's character's love interest that the guy yeah um Raina and Deacon uh, Deacon yeah okay like their will they won't they dragged on too long I couldn't deal with it anymore like I wanted them together and they kept like will they won't they then messing it up then will they won't they and I was just like okay you guys are like fully adults <laughs> like, well and like I think that she was gonna get married to someone else and then yeah, cut off the wedding to be with maybe him maybe twice yeah like the whole thing was ah uh, I, I don't remember, know I stopped watching that show because Hayden Pantier's character 
was had a baby and was going through yeah. postpartum, which is like a very real thing yeah. and needs to be normalized on TV. But that mixed with um, Maddie, Raina's daughter, like having an emotional crisis because of, I I don't even remember what happened. Oh, well, I, she found out that Deacon was her dad. Was her dad. Yeah. And I was like, I can't handle this. So I was like, I don't like anything else. And like the way they like rushed Savannah and Gunner in season one and like had them get okay. engaged and then break off the engagement. I yes. love them. I love them. I love together. them. Did they, did, were they even on the show in season three? I, yeah, they were on the show like through the end. I think there were six seasons or seven seasons. Wow. They stayed on the whole time. They just like crashed and burned those characters so quickly and in their they relationship. They were such like a st- sweet, innocent like couple thing that the two of them were doing. And then once they had them like, you're right, like totally combust. There in was season no. One. <laughs> in season one. Right. Like there was no replacement for that like innocence character wise. And you know, it's already like, okay, Nashville is like a really tough town. And Hayden and Connie's characters were such like seasoned, like advanced level performers that it was so nice to have these like young, innocent kids on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that were adults, like let's be clear. Um, not the like actual daughters that are like on the Children. show trying to sing. I also didn't care for their career at all. Like I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I that they started to do more of Maddie's, I think, in three. And I yeah, the whole thing. I was just like, I don't whatever this is too much for me it's yeah like season one was really good but in terms of like it was like a true soap opera I think I started watching it after Connie was in like a big car crash (laughs) oh like that's when you started watching the show or you stopped Stopped. watching it stopped oh that was like well after when I stopped watching (laughs) because I think they like almost killed her twice like she got shot and then yeah she did it she survived and then she had the car crash and died which I knew Connie Burton wanted off the show so I knew they were gonna do something yeah. And I remember being kind of curious, and maybe it's because you were still watching the show, being like, should I pick that back up again? Like, did I quit too soon? Whatever. And then I was, I saw that she got killed off, and I was like, well, I can't handle those girls mourning their mother, which is a very emotional thing. So sad. That, like, I yeah. don't want to watch it. <laughs> right. No, it seems too sad to watch. It's not fun to watch. Like, that uh-huh. is sad. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, the opposite of sad, which is ridiculous, which is what happened to Revenge, um, you also watched your bed. Yep. Oh. Um, it went far more seasons than I watched. I think I watched, I don't even think I finished season two. Okay. Season one was good. I remember season one being good TV and the, everyone in the show being hot, which we also love, you know, yes, yes. always love a hot cast. Um, but it got too convoluted, I think. Well, season one was good because it was like her attacking each person in the picture, kind of like yes. what Scandal did, where it was like, yes. here's a problem, we're going to solve it. Here's a person, we're going to yes. like get our revenge. And like, Emily clearly had a plan. So we were, yeah. we are on the train. We're just, we don't know where it's going, but we are on a track and like, let's go. And it was so juicy. And so like, oh my God, who's she? Right, exactly. You said like, who is she going to get next? And they all tied back to her dad. Like there was always a reason yes. for yes. the person she was attacking. Like, even if I thought like, Ooh, that was really harsh. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but like they killed her dad and like finding out like sure. the fact that there was like two reveals going on at the same time was smart storytelling, right? Like yes. we were figuring out what happened to her dad slowly as she was kind of figuring out things she didn't know. And at the same time we were doing that, we were also seeing her take down people in real time. And mm-hmm. so it was like a really good way of like weaving the past and the present to make yes. yeah, um, it was great. revenge make sense. But once they ran out of backstory to tell, 
Mm-hmm. Then it like faltered the current story. And I think he came back from the dead. Like he was never actually dead. I don't know. I didn't watch that far. I didn't watch that far. I watched far enough for her. Because mar- she was engaged to that guy, right? And Daniel. That they're, get- Daniel. They're married in real life. Right. They're married in real life. Um, something I happened with that in the show, though, where they, I don't, I can't remember well, what the deal was, but I was like. I think that the girl that was Amanda, because like, you know, she like switched identities. Yes. She wasn't really Emily. She was actually Amanda, yada, yada, which made sense in season one. But I think she like came back and then pretended to be in love with Jack, who Emily was actually in love with because all of the memories that Amanda was having, I don't even know if her name was Amanda, were actually like Emily's memories with Jack. It was like, it got really convoluted. Right. Yeah. It was too, well, it was too much for me. Um, yeah. So I gave it up, uh, but would have been good. This is exactly like you said, would have been great as like one season, 12 episodes, mm-hmm. right? Hour long episodes would have been fantastic. Um, also what could have stopped at one season although could have stretched it out to their like five or six if they would have done story right was house of cards um season one of house of cards fantastic tv like so good so gripping so interesting with such complex characters um sort of like a side of government politics we don't normally get to see in dramas right like normally it's like all about the president um or the aides like with the west wing but um or like the first family you know like it really is just president and immediates but getting the um speaker of the house like that's a totally like under don't we admit um (laughs) he's like the majority what was was he the majority i know he became the majority whip at one point because he was just trying to like make all the steps to become president so he was like we got to see like the nitty-gritty of him working well right it's also hard too when you like see all the terrible and horrible things that Kevin Spacey did to even like okay the scandal like, taking didn't, out the personal scandal of it is what we're well, doing. The, the scandal didn't happen until they were in like season five, I think. Yeah, three or so that wasn't public until pretty late. I know, but I, I had a time where I was like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot watch a show that he's in. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I'd already stopped watching when that happened. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was pretty, so they had six seasons. Um, and Robin Wright is just sort of like an intense actress. And I thought it was, it got kind of grating the, as the seasons wore on to have both of them be so cold and so intense 100% of the time. Like, that was really tough for me. Um, and, uh let me see congressman frank underwood um he's a house majority whip okay so it was really interesting to learn about like more about what the whip does and like they could have but as the as a majority whip like your job is to whip the votes right so they could have done a whole fucking show like entire series just on the majority whip like he could have been the whip forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like it didn't, mm-hmm. like it's such a complex job and requires so much like interpersonal relationships and deal making. I mean, he could have been it the whole time. And that's what I'm saying. Like season one, the plot of season one, the execution, so great, 10 out of 10. They either should have stopped with that or made it a three season or five season show. And having him be the president at the end of season one, 
too fast. Like then where, like, where do you go from there? Right? What, like, was he the president at the end of season one? Yes. Okay. By the time we get to the season, the season one finale, like he is now like miraculously like swept into the office because of like various circumstances. Yeah, I like, there wasn't an election. It was like he was the next in line. Yeah. Um, I remember I had like the worst hangover of my life in college when I tried to watch when season two came out. And I watched like the first 10 minutes and I was like, I am so hungover that I want to die. And also this show's bad. Like I don't actually know if it was, but then when I went back and tried to watch it, I was like, okay, this guy is trying to choke himself to death while having sex. It like got like dark in a way that like didn't matter. Like the tone just got really dark yeah well and it's and, like, like confusing like I wasn't a poli semi like I shouldn't feel like I need an MBA it, like I right. in politics to understand this Netflix show for sure like there's I can't imagine how hard it would be for somebody from a different country to watch that show I mean it's our own country we don't is. understand the structure of the government at times but I also I think, think another frustrating what I think it originated in the UK it did it was based on a UK well I think it was a it was a UK miniseries, but obviously, like, what they did in the American version was use American politics. Like, it's yeah. not like they were using British government structure. Um, but, like, when they refer to people just by their title, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Um, but I think another problem that the show fell into in was that Frank, like, was already kind of a scary... You knew he was kind of scary, and then season one with all of his like manipulating and shit you realize he's like evil right well he like never like he just continues to get more evil like mm-hmm. his dark cloud shit just starts to expand and expand and expand and so it sort of starts to feel hopeless you're like why am i watching this like everything he touched turns to ash kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah and they never had any intention i don't think on doing a redemption arc because they wanted to be like Right. politicians are bad whatever yeah. which like fine politicians are bad i don't but, sure. but you're writing a fictional world like president bartlett wasn't bad right and also like does your wife also have to be bad and also does your aides ha- do your aides have to be bad and you have to be such an asshole to everyone i mean i'll never forget the whole there was there was some really sad thing with that barbecue place mm-hmm. And the owner who he used to be friends with and then was like a huge asshole to, I don't really know. It's like the, like the smallest thing. You're still going to be an asshole to him. Like that means like really there's no redemption for you, right? Like right. you are a totally different person now. Whatever. Anyway, House of Cards is a hard pass. Season one, great TV. After that, you can give it up. Um, also too dark to watch, um, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Um, I started, I stopped watching Handmaid's, I watched it in real time, and then I stopped watching it season two around episodes, I want to say three or four, um, when I realized I would only turn it on if I had come home after, like, several drinks. Like, I had to be drunk to turn it on. That's how badly I didn't want to turn it on otherwise, because it was such a goddamn bummer, um, all the time. I mean, did you watch season two at all? No, and I was going to say, so that's all my, like, shows that, like, I might go back to. Like, I quit it because I got distracted and just forgot about it. Because, like, I will say, like, and I think that this is a perfect example of, like, a show that is in theory and in practice really, really good. It's well executed. The storyline. Right. Critically acclaimed. It's 
and I don't, and like, that's why I think we, when we caveated at the beginning, like these are just shows that were bad for us. So mm-hmm. it's like, I understand why people like Handmaid's Tale. Like I, yeah. I believe that Elizabeth Moss is wonderful in it. Like I do think that the, all of the awards that they've gotten have been deserved, but in the same breath, like that doesn't mean that like we have to like a show that makes us depressed and like, yeah, like you were saying, like having to drink before you watch it. Like I was scared to put it back on because I was like, I don't want to cry. Like this is really fucking depressing. And also I, the actress who plays Serena Joy, um, Yvonne Strahovski is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. actresses from Chuck. And I was like, I don't really want to remember her as like, like, I'm happy that she's getting, like, more U.S. notoriety, but, like, I don't want to hate her. <laughs> sure, yeah. It just, like, <clears throat> and the problem with The Handmaid's Tale, it's, like, the actual story itself is dark, like, in a bubble, contained, sad, dark, whatever. And I feel like it's especially hard for women to watch because it's, like, for, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is scary. Don't give anybody And then an it's idea. also scary because especially in the last four years um you know you see it and you think okay well like this could happen yeah like it like it could like it happens to them i mean they'll do stuff like cut to a before scene and one of them they're like in somebody's kitchen like drinking and somebody's like all right i'm gonna call an uber and you're like yeah, you're like, this isn't a post-apocalypse, like, this is... Right, this isn't an alternate is, reality. This yeah. is, like, 2018 in New York City. Like, this yeah. was me. Like, literally, this scene could... I, and then look where they are now, kind of thing. Which, like, obviously, like, that's an alarmist thought. But, like, it just makes it harder to watch, I think, because you can... It's hard not to think of the bigger picture in the real world and, like, how they don't make it fantasy, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and like you really don't. The winds they use from, real stuff all the, the time. Well, and the winds from what I've seen, like the when the characters win, it's still really fucking depressing. <laughs> no, they're they're lose wins. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> best of the worst, truly. Right, yeah. Um but um also characters that I couldn't root for. Not that I wasn't rooting for Elizabeth Moss character, I definitely was, but um too much of a bummer. I also thought that Shameless was kind of too much of a bummer. I think I stopped watching in season two or three. I remember the seasons feeling super long. I know you watched way, way, way further than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave up on the show in general because sometime around, I think just the start of three, um, I Fiona had thrown away too many chances for me to like be able to root for her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and I just sort of, well, you know, as the arguably the like main lead and um, moral compass of the show, like her throwing away too many options. I was just like, okay, I'm having a hard time rooting for you and all your siblings are a shit show. And I'm just, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. but you watch it a lot longer. Why did you oh. watch it? Yeah, I I wouldn't say that this is a show to completely skip. I do think you need to be um, in a space where you understand that that there's no, like, kind of, like, the best of the worst, right? Like, they're not going to, mm-hmm. like, what, like, win the lottery and become, like, educated. Like, it's it's a frustrating show. But I think because the, the premise to me is that, like, he never's trying to get sober. Like, he, he'll, like, mo- like, pretend and do all that stuff. Because that's what's frustrating for me, right, is when a show, like, 
when someone is trying to get sober or lying about getting like the, that aspect of it. Um, I watched till season seven, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the actual, the ser- season, the series finale premieres tonight or the season or the series, fina- series premiere tonight. Um, the, the final, final season's season. first episode <laughs> starts tonight. The beginning um, of the end starts tonight. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't figure out the right wording of that. But um, I got irritated with it because it just felt, it started to get really repetitive for me. Mm. Like after all of that. Um, and then I had read reports that Emmy Rosam was leaving the show. Um, and so I was like, ugh, like I, and I did, I couldn't watch it week to week because I didn't have the app, but my dad watches it and loves it. And like, it's one of his favorite shows. So I don't think well, it's one that you necessarily need to skip, but it don't is. necessarily need to skip. Well, I no, gave not for everybody, but you can. Yeah. I mean, I think we're not going to agree on a hundred percent of these. Right. No, no, no. Um, and so I guess that should have gone in my, the category for just me. Um, neither of us particularly, well, you liked the politician, right? So I have that on my, what I gave up on, but plan to go back to. Okay. Section. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't finish it. I don't know. I, you and I have talked about this a lot, but I have the Ryan Murphy rule, which is if mm. he does a show, I typically don't like it. American Horror yeah. Stories are always good to like episode three and then something goes so fucking off the rails or becomes like mm-hmm. too weirdly scary that it's not fun anymore. Glee season one was good. Then it was terrible. Um, Scream Queens sounded really campy and fun. Not good. And so yeah. with the politician and like Ratchet, I didn't watch, but it was on the list of the top 10 worst shows of 2020 yep. by TV line. So mm-hmm. I have a really bad, like Ryan Murphy shows are not something that I will watch. Yeah. My exception for the politician is I just really like Ben Platt. So like I'm yeah. watching, and I like Gwyneth in it. So like I'm watching it for Ben. <laughs> Gwyneth. But like it, even like, in season one, it was like, I can't even, be- like the fact that we're even supposed to believe this is happening is insane. So like I, I will watch season two eventually, but kind of, I just have had no motivation to put it on. Yeah, I get trapped into Ryan Murphy shows because they are shot with such a specific high level of art direction. Yeah, because like, you watched Hollywood. I watched Hollywood and I watched um, the Versace show or yeah. the, the, the series that he did about um, American Horror Story. Like American American Crime Story. Yeah. Uh, Gianni Versace. Um, and they are just they're so beautiful he does such a great job he hires really good people to do his costuming and art direction and lighting and everything i mean they're so highly 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 produced um shows and so i always get suckered in by that but um yeah like maddie said they always seem to kind of go off the rails somewhere in the middle um a show that also i think went off the rails for me was unbreakable kimmy schmidt um I watched season one and I sort of watched it by force um I think actually no I think did we watch it together in your door or in your apartment in college maybe I I don't um, know I remember oh, watching it, it after college in a binge. okay okay we graduated um, it might have been at my studio maybe I don't know I I think I watched it in somewhat of a binge and never loved the lead like she was my least favorite part of the show um kimmy yeah ellie kemper 
Um, however, and her desperation and like naive shit got a little tired to me even in season one it's like you're not stupid though like you know what I mean like everything's new to you but like she's not stupid so like why are we acting like she couldn't have like strung some things together before somebody having to spell it out for her about like what this thing is she's never experienced um but whatever like with season one it was okay and I could like muscle through it because um Titus Burgess um is such a star we love him and um jane um krakowski i also love all any scene with her is a scene i'll watch um i always think about when she's like you skinny bitch and she's like thank you i I think about that a lot i really like jane krakowski i'm watching 30 rock right now and she's in it and i just like love her oh my god amazing she's so funny her timing is fabulous um and yeah season two I think I watched I definitely think I watched season two by force um I think I was at a friend's house and they were like oh my gosh um maybe we were hungover or like I think I was out of town I think I was at somebody else's house and we were like kind of waiting for my flight or whatever and it was like let's watch a couple episodes since season two just came out Mm -hmm. and we watched you know like two or three and I was like oh my god that was so miserable I would have turned it off if I was alone like yeah I couldn't do it anymore um and so yeah it doesn't get great reviews on the internet people on the internet agree with me I'm gonna stand by my statements about everything I just said (laughs) yeah I liked season one like I thought her it's a good idea like the premise was good and I liked that like it ended with like the court trial of like mm-hmm. the guy who yeah. like, I thought John Hamm was like the perfect loved that um, so perfect twist and like the whatever and all that stuff but then when season two came out I think I might have watched the first episode and was like huh everything I thought was cute in the first season is now irritating to me and like yes I didn't know if it was me or the writing like mm. I agree with you like she like yeah, she was kidnapped when she was 15, but she's not, like, stupid. And also, like, everyone around her treated her like she was stupid. Right. So I just kind of was, like, there's so many other shows on. Like, it's the golden age of television. I'm not going to yep. watch a show I don't like. No. Which is why no, we made this absolutely. podcast episode for y'all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Speaking of the golden age of television and um, shows that we're just not going to watch. Sorry, everybody. Um, Time to break everyone's heart. The Office. I was like, I knew you were going there. Um, Sorry, everybody. Me and it's Maddie on my list too. Don't fucking like The Office. No. We don't. No. I have never. I we have tried. I think both of us have, honest to God, given such so hard, such a good shot. Given it, I, given the show such a shot. But we I just have watched do it. six fucking seasons of The Office, and every single time I watch an episode, I think, huh. Okay. I, you it. made it way further than me. I watched all of season one. Still didn't get it. Still didn't like anybody. I think that... Um, oh, and then I switched to watching... Because um, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just like... Missing something. And so then I switched... But I was like, okay, I understand the characters. I understand you know, like, the dynamic and that it's kind of a a little bit of show about nothing. So I just switched to watching, like, an extended list of the best episodes of The Office. So I went through those and so, like, got a sprinkling from all the seasons and I still was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, (laughs) I don't get it. the Dinner Party episode in season two, I think. 
that episode to me is legitimately funny, but I didn't find another one that even like hit halfway as funny for me. I think Michael Scott, I don't think it's fun to work for a bad boss. I don't find the appeal of watching someone working for a bad boss and the like workplace bullying harassment between Dwight and everybody like Dwight gets, it's like the circle of bullying. It's kind of how I feel about Jerry where it's like everybody Mm -hmm. picks on Dwight, but he's a dick. So it's like, I don't, and I don't like to watch people just like be mean to each other in a sitcom role, right? Like it's not fun to watch right. that. I just don't enjoy it, but like people fucking love it. So yeah, we needed to air our, that we will never be doing it. No. Yeah. Michael Scott's like being a bad sexist boss is like, it hits too close to home. I've never had a bad sexist boss, but, like, I totally understand how you could. Like, right. it seems like I'm one one management change away. You know what I mean? Well, and it's like, like that at his job, but they think it's funny. I'm like, it's not funny to go to work every day and be frustrated. Like, it's right. like every type of person, it's like every character on the show was too heightened. Yeah. The only thing I like, I, I do like Mindy Kaling. Yes, and that's so like, why I started doing the best episodes because I was needed to like get into the seasons where she was in it because she wasn't yeah. in one. So like I enjoy her and like I like her and Ryan. And when I tell people that like that are office fans, they're like, yeah, they're the worst two characters of the show. And I'm like, well, those are the only characters I like. So take it or leave well, it. <laughs> I don't think the show's for me, which is fine. There's a ton of shows I love that people hate, but um, yeah. this is one that like anytime people, it's like also, and I. I'm guilty of this too, but like liking the office is not a personality trait. Sorry. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I might be a little hard. Like stop putting like, it in your like, like dating profiles. On, yes. And like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to match with someone just because he watches the office. It's truly like saying like, you like pizza. Like, great. Yeah. I'm like, I, breathe it's air, cool. drink water. Yeah. Whatever. Um, another show that I really gave a very solid effort at trying to like was the politician or no, no not the politician sorry i was like <laughs> we already talked about that it's under the politician um another show that i really gave a strong go at was orange is the new black i watched the first eight episodes of season one and just uh, twice i tried to get into it twice like i watched a couple episodes didn't get it didn't like it like right when it came out and it was like all the buzz Tried it again a couple years later when there was still buzz and more seasons. That time I watched it all the way until episode eight, excuse me, to episode eight, season one. And I still didn't give a fuck about any of these women. Like, I didn't care where any of their plots went. So I was like, well, I'm not going to keep spending an hour of my time (laughs) to see what happens to these characters I don't give a fuck about. So I did something similar. I don't remember if I finished season one, but I remember thinking like the main character is so unlikable. And we're supposed to be rooting for yes. you. Like, I, I respect that people like it. It's another kind of like Handmaid's Tale thing where like, I get why it had the appeal. I get why people like it. It's just not for me. It was. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I, I didn't give as much of an effort into liking girls. See, I love that show. I did not. I also like maybe it's sort of supposed to be a more modern sex in the city, right? Like that's how it was built initially. And um, the problem is Carrie, Carrie Brad, like 
those every character in Sex and the City is likable. And I thought none of the girls and girls were likable, especially Hannah, the lead, played by Lena Dunham, who I don't particularly care for anyway. Um, but I mean, what came first, the chicken or the egg, though? Because I don't think she existed to me before this show. I don't think, right. did she even exist to anyone before the show? I don't know. But um, it was just so brash. She was so unlikable. Yeah, I remember you saying, oh, you should try watching it because, like, you're also an English major. And I was like, okay. And literally, when wasn't it in another show where they made a joke that was like, if you want to move to New York, just watch girls and do the opposite? That <laughs> like, was in, the, in season one of Shit's Creek, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think David said it. Like, so I, and it's, like, I yeah. stand by girls. I really like it. I watched it again in quarantine because our friend Meg watched it for the first time. And so mm. we would like watch it at the same time and like text uh-huh. about it. I think so. And then I am the opposite where I don't like Sex in the City very much. And I don't think any of them are likable. So Mm. I think that that's just like an example of like I mean I don't love Sex and the City like some people but like I get it like if it's on I'll watch it right um I do think Carrie Carrie Bradshaw is a the she's over glorified she's yeah she's a bad person sometimes like she can be not a great friend sometimes she definitely like fucks up a lot of her relationships and her whole like giant shoe closet apartment on a writer's budget is the most egregious <laughs> egregious lie ever and it's like they forgot to tell us that she has a trust fund yeah like i feel like if they would have just mentioned that she had a trust fund it would have cleared all that up but um yeah i mean there's issues with all of them and it was it's a little bit in the friends category of like it was just written in a, it's a, it's a time capsule and was, you know, just for a different TV audience at a different time. But, um, I do think it gets a little over glorified these days, much like Friends and The Office and How I Met Your Mother, which is another show that actually I realized I knew I didn't love, but it wasn't until we did our Thanksgiving episode where I was like, oh no, I don't, I actually don't like this show. Um, I just think that the jokes are repetitive. It's not super smart. It's like a lot of corny humor, but like not, a, not, I don't know. It's, I, it's just not something I love, but you like it. I love it. Yeah. I, I yeah. disagree with the statement. Like, I, I think it's really smart and I think it's very funny and I think it like, it's it's sexist in a way that like pokes fun of itself even at the time so um I mean it definitely is still pretty bad I'm not saying it's like a beacon of what no 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 it has not overcorrected or anything doesn't need to be it wouldn't get on the air today I don't think but um I do think it holds up and and I enjoy when I get to rewatch it yeah um i mean it's it's not another show that i decided was just not for me although in for lots of different reasons um was both rammy and master of none um which have both won awards so obviously like they're good shows for other people um i just found that i could not relate to them and that's fine yeah, I never watched Rami. It's, like, on my list, like, of shows. Like, cause uh-huh. when a show wins an Emmy, I'll, like, put it on a list to be, like, mm-hmm. give it a try or whatever. Master of None I didn't like, which is crazy because I'm one of the few people I've realized that really enjoyed Tom from Parks and Rec. Um, uh, yeah, not my favorite. But I thought Master of None was interesting because it wasn't funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I didn't 
I didn't, I couldn't figure out if it was like a drama that was 30 minutes or a comedy and it wasn't <laughs> funny. Um, I do know like some of the behind the scenes was supposed to be like Harris Whittles was supposed to be in it and he was a writer on Parks and Rec and he died of a heroin overdose. So I do think they like overcame a lot of personal like tragedy to even get that show on the air. And I don't know if it like mm-hmm. bled into the show a little bit and like, I don't know. But when I, I remember it, reading, sorry, what? No, I just remember when I watched it, like being really excited for it. And like my cousin who lives in, I mean, she lives in Austin now, but she loves it um, or mm-hmm. loved it the last time we talked. I mean, we haven't talked about it since like probably the first season came out a few years ago. And being like her level of comedy is just like different than mine. Like, I think it's a, a just a different, I don't know. I just didn't think it was fine. I'm literally looking at my Aziz Ansari book right now though. So like, I like him. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, yeah, the show was not for um, me. Yeah, I remember reading a snippet of a review that was like Aziz Ansari's parents like play his actual parents in the movie or in the show, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not actors. And they're like, yeah, they're not actors. Yeah. Like we can tell. Like we can tell. Like it's a cute bit, but like as far as like ongoing roles, like they should have just gotten actors. Like right it's it shows that they aren't aren't acting um which i thought was like interesting and i i was interested to see them maybe that's why i was like hey i will go to try because i did not like tom from parks and rec but i was like oh i want to see someone's parents play themselves like that seems interesting right right um yeah but yeah um that is all i have of shows that i think that both of us watch do you have some more on your list that i have forgotten so I have um I have more on my list, but obviously I didn't do it the same way you did. Um, but That's I do fine. have Let's one. Let's just do yours and. Okay, so we're talking about scandal. How to get away with murder. Beautiful premise. So good. And it just lost me. I think it started to get really confusing, and they wanted to like outsmart the audience in a way that I think made me lose interest. And I tried to rewatch it in quarantine, like season one, and I hate the actress who plays Rebecca. And yeah, lost it again. And she was also in this, the show, The Killing. And she was killed in The Killing and it was trying to figure out who murdered her, like a similar premise. And I didn't care. Like I literally watched se- season one to figure out who it was, found out who it was. And then it was like alluded that that might not be it. And so I just Googled it because then all of season two was going to be redoing the case. So That's annoying. Um, I, yeah, I don't like that actress either. I was so glad when they killed off Wes. I hope that's not a spoiler for anybody, but I was so glad when they killed him off because I did not like his character. I liked him at the beginning, but then he got too involved with the girl and the whole thing was mess and spiraled out of control. Um, I, I think that was one of the shows that like, I wouldn't mind picking up where I left off and just finishing it. Um, When you rewatched, did you only rewatch season one? Yeah, I was going to, like, start at the beginning and, like, go all the way through because I remembered um, where I went off when I stopped watching it. They were, like, doing a lot of callbacks. Like, I think the show was, like, one long Easter egg. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to pick up where I left off and was, like, I literally don't remember, especially, like, the Annalise-Bonnie-Frank relationship, like, because they revealed so much about Annalise's life when she was pregnant there was a lot of stuff that I was like, I think to watch the show, you kind of have to know all of the pieces. Yeah. Started it I think so too. Kind of lost Although, it. although you've got to give them credit for, um, they had such good, like, um, gaspy moments. 
like why is your why is there a picture why is your penis on a dead girl's phone i mean (laughs) iconic Iconic. Uh so good and um frank what's that actor's name oh i have no clue i'm trying to find it but like instead i got this like long ass article um it was that's right charlie weber okay very confusing because charlie weber and any other normal situation is just a normal white guy to me but frank on the show people literally used to ask me like okay so be like what kind of guy are you like i'd be like frank from how to get away with murder like his like dark beardy energy was everything and more and his like little like suspendery outfits like i am still about it like give me a t- an almost professor vibe give me tall dark and handsome like he literally like check 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 had it all i don't even care about the murder part like truly he's chef's Very kiss hot. yeah well and like, loved watching him on my screen <laughs> i enjoyed the like re- like the relationships aspect of that show i truly just think it got too confusing for me and i was just like i yeah. don't think this and like i think it's what's interesting about shondaland shows right like Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and Private Practice, like, I all started, or in Station 19, I all started, and at one point or another, completely quit, whereas Grey's Anatomy is in season 17, they're bringing people back from the dead, and, like, I will go down on that ship, so, like, I don't really know what they've done that's so special about Grey's that can't be replicated in another show where she's the showrunner, but, like, Mm -hmm. every show she's done has been off the air, like, like, Grace is still on and they've had like four spinoffs that have like died so I think that's mm-hmm. I just don't I just think that's interesting I don't have anything else to say about it I just don't understand yeah. how they do it well and of course I didn't wa- well I mean how to get away with murder got made it to season six it ended like Scandal last made it year to six or seven right like yeah. the, they, those shows did well um considering like by normal standards I think that um what Grace did better than um scandal was never gonna scandal was never gonna be a 17th season show it couldn't be like there's not enough characters like it just Mm -hmm. that was just never gonna fucking happen um especially because Fitz was like way too much of a center figure like they couldn't have a new president like the whole thing however how to get it with murder murder mysteries I think are hard to keep replicating keep replicating right but they did at least have a more natural opportunity for turnover right like because that's what Grays does right it's like there's a new doctor coming in there's new interns coming in it's Meredith and all them getting promoted it's um uh what's Sandra O's character Christina Christina getting a promotion, going to a different hospital. Like, there was, like, they did, they made that work well. Right. And How to Go With Murder could have done that if it wasn't literally just about the murder, because, like, they've got students and TAs and Annalise is a professor. And what if they get another press professor involved and, like, da 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 da? -da. Like, there is turnover in law school. And, like, they could have made it work. They just, instead of making it about Annalise and her practice, they made it about the murder. Um, Yeah. I think they also took Annalise too hard to root for. Like she had so many issues. She had a lot of issues. Um, Um, But it was very like, 
will note silver lining to not silver lining but definite bright spot that I feel like I want to shout out is the way that they um the way that they shot Annalise as the lead in her like the like bedroom scenes not bedroom like sexy scenes but like taking off her wig and taking off her eyelashes and all her makeup and stuff like I've like I've never seen a black woman do that on tv before Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and granted that's probably because I watch a lot of white tv (laughs) but um it was just like really I think smart and good of the show to show that because like I'm sure we've seen white women get ready for bed a thousand times and it you know we never saw I don't remember them doing that even for Olivia but for Annalise and it was so much like helped even is a storytelling mm-hmm. even just like yeah you got to see her headspace when outside she was doing the that. show societal issues aside mm-hmm. and like representation and shit aside it like actually service the plot service the plot which is so smart and such a you know and of course that you know speaks to Shondaland and the writers behind the show knowing what they were doing and knowing how to tell a story but um anyway I just remember thinking oh well this is great um but what else do you have um I have a tv show called blind spot on my list which started good it was like a woman coming out of a bag and she had like all these tattoos and she couldn't remember how she got them but then it was just like each episode, they would just like solve a crime using the tattoo. And I was like, this is really hmm. boring. And I quit it. Just didn't like it. I don't really have a whole lot to say else about it. Sure. Um, okay. So this one's a tough one on my list because I know it's actually, I'm going to knock out three. Okay. I know okay. are legitimately good shows and I know people love, and I know I would get personal backlash if more people listen to this podcast, but the leftovers, which is an HBO show that just like, I didn't understand and like, couldn't watch it. Like it was slow and also confusing like sort of about the rapture but not really i don't really know um the crown whatever and game of thrones Mm -hmm. now the crown is so painstakingly slow for me and it's also weird to watch a show in my opinion about people who are still alive (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's weird to me that like they're we as americans i'm sure a ton of people taking it as like historical accuracy when in fact it's like a fictionalized version of right yeah and it's so, confusing that they do that. And so it was just, like, kind of boring to me. I, I've, like, mentioned to you about, like, maybe watching the Diana season. Because I know you like The Crown a lot. Um, but I mean, yeah. I don't, like, not, love it. I just don't like historical I agree that it's and slow. Stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. Game of Thrones, I watched until the end of season three. And I started season four and I had this realization, and this is like very unpopular, maybe on par with um, us hating the office, but I find Khaleesi to be very annoying and entitled. Like, I know she's like the mother of dragons or whatever, but like ask someone for like help, like your child, like the fact that she never asked anybody like how to go to battle or any of that stuff was like her entitlement was just like very fucking irritating to me. And then I watched some episodes of the last season with my roommate and was not mad that I had stopped like I didn't feel like I missed anything like I just I think it got really overhyped because it was like a really big budgeted show and I think like as a community everybody like as a society everybody was watching it like I think Mm -hmm. the cultural impact of that show is really important but I don't really understand like my sisters watch it twice and I'm like how 
Like I barely struggled through the episodes that I saw. So I know those are unpopular opinions, but um, yeah, I just didn't, didn't get the hype. And then the last one is Lost. Um, I mean, not the last one on my list, but the last one that, like I respect Lost for the cultural impact and everything, but when I tried to watch it, um, I, it, I just don't understand how they made it so long on an island. Like I never finished it, so I don't know. But I just, the fact that so many people love it, I'm like, it's very confusing and kind of disappointing. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going on mine or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, I keep going. Okay, so the next one I have on my list is the most recent Perry Mason, which I was excited for and like had told you I was going to do a pitch episode for and everything. And it took me like three days to get through 15 minutes of the second episode. And I was like, nope, can't do it. Uh, Which is a bummer because I really like Matthew Reese. But um, yeah, I didn't didn't like that. Um, Spinning Out, which is a Netflix show about figure skating. Couldn't do it. Um, Sweet Magnolias and Virgin River both fall into the same category where it's too slow and wholesome. So like, (laughs) I, it just kind of feels like eating candy and you're like, I'm sick. Like I can't do it. I don't, I wouldn't say that I hate it. I just like, don't really, I can't really get through it. Um, Little Fires Everywhere. I loved the book. You mentioned it last week on our podcast, um, that you would recommend it to skip. I, Carrie Washington did so much face acting in that movie or in that so much. TV show that I just had to quit it. Um, the Society, um, which was that Netflix show. Um, my um, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and The Vampire Diaries, which is like my CW sweep. All mm-hmm. of those shows started really strong. Yeah, I a agree. Very attractive cast. But love it's a like hot they, cast. I think they like realized that they had like hit a cash cow. And the storytelling suffered by the fact I knew people would watch kind of no matter what. And then my last, um, well, my last drama, and then I just have like three comedies, is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I was excited for because I loved the original Sabrina. But it was just like really fucking dark. Like really satanic. Like not dark in like a Handmaid's Tale type of way, but like worshiping the devil dark. And that's just not something I personally fuck with. Um, Mm -hmm. And it freaked me out. And then just my little comedies, um, Carol's Second Act, which is a random show on CBS. But when we started working on this, I was like, well, that show was terrible and felt the need to write it down. Um, Modern Family went on for too long. And I heard Dan Levy talk about Schitt's Creek. And they were like, why did you end Schitt's Creek when it was at such a high popularity? And he was like, I've been in this business long enough that you want people, you want to end a show while people still love them instead of making it last so long that when it ends, they're like, whatever, like I'm ready for it to end. And I think that's kind of what happened to Modern Family. Yeah, I agree. Went on to Yeah, I stopped watching season eight, I think. Yeah, I was just like, I can't keep doing it. Um, The Big Bang Theory, I don't really understand the hype around that. Oh my God. They made $1 million an episode. And I like Kaylee Cuoco. Like, I like her as an actress. Yeah, I won't watch her in anything. And I don't get why anybody thinks that show is funny at all. Yeah. And then um, my last one, and this is not a... and this is why it's last is because I'm not sure if I hated it, but like, you know, when you watch a show and you're like, okay, it's not bad, but you never want to turn it on. That's yeah. how I felt with Glow. Like, I wanted to like it and like, I didn't hate it whenever I was watching it, but it was kind of like, I almost needed to start like halfway through an episode to like, get through it. So I found myself like, watching an episode and then watching the first 20 minutes of the next episode and then leaving it so that it could like, I was always in like a perpetual binge with the show. So I don't want to say it, it's not coming back. Like it got canceled because of the 
pandemic. But I, I remember, I mean, I watched all of Glow, um, but I remember having a hard time understanding who exactly we were supposed to be rooting for. Yeah. I, I only got to the end of season one and I like wanted to like it. And I was just like, I couldn't, yeah. I, I couldn't get there. No. And with yeah, so much other either. TV. But, um, so I just talked for a long time. What are some of the shows that you hated? What, you have any one more? of those shows that you listed, I do actually like, but I was going to let you keep going. Can you read them again really quick? I actually think it was the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. There might've been one before that though. Arrow, The Flash. Vampire Diaries, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Carol's Second Act, Modern Family, Big Bang Theory, and Glow. Mm, guess not. I guess it was Sweet Sabrina. Magnolias, um, yeah, I really like Sabrina. Um, again, the same people who do Riverdale are also somewhat responsible for Sabrina. And on both those shows, they again, the production is great and the art direction is amazing. And they are doing a really good job with how the show looks all the time, um, which I always appreciate. And I thought it was good. Um, I thought they did a good job with how the actors interact with each other. I don't know. I liked it. It definitely got super dark uh, or is super dark in ways that would like catch me off guard. I'd be like, oh, that's right. Like they're worshiping the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I liked it. And I think we're going to get a third and final season um, Mm -hmm. allegedly last time we checked. And I am looking forward to that. Um, But okay. Yeah. Shows that I like fully hated that have not talked about yet. There's only a few um one of them is lock and key which (laughs) since we were just talking about things getting like satanically dark um that happened to this show very unexpectedly with sabrina like it was unexpected it was unexpected in the sense that sabrina the teenage witch was not dark at all right so so that's why it was unexpected but as soon as we hit the ground running with like sabrina like first episode right you know like you're like oh okay but with Lock and Key, which is available on Netflix, it's about these three uh, kids and their mom, single mom, because the dad was murdered in their house. So, okay. So, it's a little dark already. But, like, okay. They're starting, they're starting new. The family owns this. They have been living in Seattle. But the dad's family has this house in this Massachusetts town. Mm-hmm. Um driving distance to Boston so I that is the only physical reference we ever get um but uh in this like old uh Victorian mansion that's gorgeous um so they start the mom's like we need to start fresh so we're gonna move across the country to this new place and you're gonna go to the high school and whatever so that's what they do and um along the way or at the house they start finding these keys they find it one key every episode basically and each of the keys has like a magical thing about it um but they also have to figure out what the key does um because like one like they're i don't know they all do different things but like for example one key if you put it into this one specific wardrobe that's in the house like you can just wish for something and then it appears in the wardrobe but like they had to put that together, right? Like they had to put together that that key goes into that thing and this is how you make the magic happen. So it is really interesting if you're into like 
fantasy. Um, fantasy. So it was definitely interesting at the on at the onset, right? And like the characters are like teen cute, and you know they have their little subplots going on, and um, but then the whole time there's this like evil lady who you know is like she is some kind of magical being but she's in human form who is basically trying to get all of the keys because it's like a power thing Mm -hmm. and she's sort of like a sleep not as total sleeper character because she is the villain like she's obviously the villain in the story but you know you kind of forget about her a little bit um the first couple episodes and then she's just like a sleeper not a sleeper villain but like she gets way scarier like as the show goes on until the last couple episodes where you're like oh she's like she's literally a demon mm-hmm. and she's trying to like get these keys and also this other like magical crown thing so that she can like take over the world or like something like that like make everything into hell or like I don't really know and like kill these kids along the way like and she has this like total like absolute power kind of thing mm-hmm. once she gets this crown and it so by the time you get to the last, and she can shapeshift, by the way. Um, so she's, you as the audience member are tricked because like she will shapeshift into like the teenage girl's boyfriend and like yeah. fuck shit up. Like it is like truly like, it's, it sounds really it's a frustrating. Lot. It's frustrating, but it's also like so scary because you're like, oh, she has like total control over these kids in their lives. And she also seems to have unchecked power, which is, like, also scary. And so the way that the show kind of leaves is, like, there's there's no force greater than her. Like, mm-hmm. these stupid kid, human kids aren't better than her. Like, they're stupid kids. Like, and so it really leaves you with the sense of, like, there's, like, no hope. Did you like, I don't know where the show's going to go. It got picked up for season two. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Did you watch Jessica Jones? Um when it was on you told me to watch jessica jones and i maybe watched an episode on a plane or something but that's kind of how i felt when i watched that show too where it's like kilgrave is the like big villain and everything but he can like convince like he like his power is like telling people like if he says like kill yourself they will so like Mm. i don't really know how you beat someone with that much it kind of feels like the same the same level of like how do you beat a non-human villain when you're a human you're a stupid human. <laughs> right, I, exactly. Like, your mistakes are so uneven. It, that it's yeah. like, I understand why people like it because I think they are in that world with like fantasy and sci-fi and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so it's not as unfamiliar, but when you watch just a bunch of dum-dums like make out in like a high school or whatever, or like a right. medical drama, then when you watch sci-fi, sometimes it's like, how the fuck are they supposed to beat someone who can shapeshift into their mom and like do you know right it I mean? just like, seems like just the playing like, field is not even yeah and when you when you're way. used to that it just is like very frustrating yeah i agree um then kind of also somewhat magical i guess um black mirror i 
I have a hard time with because it's like I I don't need new suggestions of things to be afraid of um or worried about like where the world is headed (laughs) the news is enough like um however there is an episode um which actually there was like a section at the bottom so when we get there we'll get there but um I don't need to be afraid of hypotheticals like it's fine no thanks I've never Um, been less interested in a show when people are like have you seen Black Mirror I'm just like no it's not it's it's an anthology that every episode's different I'm like yes it just seems like a scary documentary mm-hmm. that I like, there's, don't want. There's one episode that is in all black and white, and it's it's the most terrifying, like, 50 minutes of my whole life as you watch this woman and these two guys get hunted through rural, like, Iowa or something like that, hunted by a robot dog. Yeah, no. I did watch the one that won the Emmy, San Pedro, about the, like, lesbians in heaven thing. I don't know. One Emmy for best writing. And that one was, like, fine. Like, it was, like, Mm -hmm. good. But, again, it was, like, one episode. So I was, like, well. Right. That was that. I can now say I've seen the Emmy. But this was back in, like, 2016 or 2017 or whatever it came out. Um, Okay, so um, a show that I really wanted to like, but I just couldn't is Narcos Mexico because I'm a huge fan of Narcos, like the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Narcos Mexico came out, which it aired in November, 2018, I gave it a try and it felt really flat for me. I cannot believe it's gotten like three or four seasons. Um, because I don't think there's anybody to root for. First of all, um, in the original Narcos, you were rooting for the cute American guys mm-hmm. that were down there, the DEA agents, and you were rooting for our antihero, Pablo, who you think, wow, how could I root for a drug lord that <laughs> murders people on the reg? Um, but you do. You get in and you're like, oh, Pablo. Like... <laughs> Oh, silly Pablo. Don't do that. Uh, Pablo. What a sweetie pie. Like, truly, that, that, the original Narcos is, like, one of the best shows on TV, I think. Narcos Mexico, the American DE agents, they tell us from the beginning that the current officers that are in Mexico don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they don't give a shit about their jobs. Like, they tell us that in the pilot. Um, So, I'm like, okay, so... I guess we're not rooting for them. And they send down a new guy um, who I guess we are supposed to be rooting for. His name, the actor's name is Michael Pena. And I just couldn't root for him. He was kind of a dick. And he drags his whole family to like Tijuana or like wherever the fuck that this office is. And the wife is mad. She doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to relocate. He's like, too bad. We're going. Like the whole thing is problematic and makes him look like an asshole. Um, and then the lead, like the main drug guy that we're following along with, and I watched probably like seven or eight episodes into season one. The, this guy that we're, I'm like, okay, maybe there's some hope. He's our new Pablo. Like, okay, like, let's go. He's hard to root for too because he's not as confident as Pablo was and mm. has more messiness. And you're kind of like, okay, you're just like off brand Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And 
from a storytelling point of view, it's very weird that they started where they dropped us into the story of the drug cartels in Mexico was in sort of like a valley of drama, like a lull, which makes no fucking sense. Like they didn't, they should have, okay, because what happened was they had this plaza system, which like basically drug cartels were localized and separate and like warring neighborhoods would like war each other but like it was all separate right and then they switched to the like corporate structure of crime and would work as a group (laughs) they would truly got it they yeah they were disorganized before and then they became organized and this guy that we're following along is the one that organizes them Mm-hmm. He's the union leader of crime in Mexico, right. if you will. But I just found it really odd that they didn't start us off with the chaos. Like, why didn't they start us off with individual factions and then that create, let's see how, what of a mess that makes. Because then when they introduce in the pilot, the new kid who was going to make everybody agree and like standardize shit, like, you kind of were like, well, why is he doing this? Nothing seems to be the matter. And right. none of the old guys wanted to go along with it. So you're like, yeah, why are you mucking shit up? They're, like, nothing seems to be wrong. You, the words you're telling us, you're telling us that it used to be bad, but we haven't actually fucking seen it. So I don't really know. This seems like an uphill battle for no reason. I don't really yeah. know. It was just like such a weird, and we were also supposed to like know who these other guys were and understand their importance. And again, we would have gotten that if they would have actually started at the beginning of the story. But whatever. The only reason <laughs> to watch this show is I think it's episode six, but maybe it's sooner than that. Four, five, six, Google it. He flies down to Colombia and meets with Pablo. So oh, if cool. you watch Narcos, yeah, if you watch Narcos, the original one, and you miss Pablo Escobar on your TV, just Google Narcos in Mexico episode where they have meet Pablo. Watch that one episode and you get to see all your friends again. <laughs> I was surprised at how much I and liked that's it. That how much I liked Narcos since that's not usually like my brand TV, <laughs> but I did really find that show enjoyable. I should go back to it I didn't quit for any other reason other than like I watched it on a plane and it only downloaded so many and then like oh okay when I got yeah it was was so good I love Narcos um and then another show I totally hated that I will say way less about is Run um it's why I told Maddie we needed to do this show other than the whole office thing Mm -hmm. because I watched the show in quarantine it came out on April 12th 2020 it's on HBO. It's a comedy, which is comedic, that they call it a comedy, but it's a billed as a comedy thriller. Mm-hmm. It's created by Vicki Jones, who frequently collaborates with none other than our girl, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And that's why I watched it. I had finished Fleabag <laughs> season one, which I hadn't seen yet. Um, and was like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she knows what she's doing. She's my girl. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll try run. And it is awful. I think it also shows up on lists of worst TV shows of all time of like the year. Um and yeah, in July they were like, yeah, we're not gonna do a season two. 
it's been canceled um the end you like Merritt weaver right i really like Merritt weaver yeah, yeah. she was in so, nurse jackie and unbelievable so i was interested yeah. in watching this and you were like wow i watched the worst show and i was like huh, i guess i'm not gonna waste my time on it like it's truly one of the biggest wastes of time i can honest to god say one of the and i watched it to the end and i think there's only like 10 ish episodes um and i think that they're 30 minutes each yeah um because it's comedy um but the premise basically is run stands for r-u-n but like a-r-e-y-o-u-i-n but also it's the letters like r-u-n um and these two that's smart i didn't know that (laughs) i know it's clever it's very clever um and they're also like literally going to run um because the premise is like these two best friend former best friends had agreed in whatever former life they were in college i guess that if one of them texted the other one run are you in and then the other one texted back also are you in then they had to stop whatever they were doing and meet at grand central station in new york and do this cross-country trip um from new york to la and um so that's how we start. I'm like, okay, cool plot. Love that it's on a train. Like the whole story is going to be on a train. That's so interesting. Like so different, like outside the box, whatever. Um, but honestly, from even the first episode, there's some like, it, we don't know that much about either of them. Right. Except for that. Um, Marriott is in like a suburban type car, like, picking up a yoga mat or something like in a TJ Maxx parking lot when she like has her little breakdown and texts, are you in? So, well, I don't know, suburbia. She is on the phone with her husband. So we're like, okay, she's got husband, whatever. Um, just, like, drop and everything. I know no, the whole thing doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. I don't know. The whole thing you end up like every episode you find out increasingly sad facts about these these two people that make their story go from fun to tragic right Mm -hmm. it's like she's leaving behind kids her husband like he's got a book tour that he's abandoned like these things and also like obviously they're in their like 30s 40s they're not the 20 year olds that they used to be and also it's a little bit confusing like I can never figure out their sexual energy between them or like did they ever date before like what's going on and I also couldn't tell how long they were going to be on this train and then like we get some crime that starts to happen like it turns into a thriller for some reason and I mean, I watched it to the end in hopes that, like, some... Well, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I knew, was going to make a cameo. So mm-hmm. I was waiting for that to happen. And it happened way late. It was only, like, the last three episodes or something like that. And she is such a minor character. Like, oh, my God. Um, just the whole thing is just awful. Like, it doesn't get any better. It keeps getting worse. They're both desperate and sad. And, um, yeah do not do not watch it like there's nothing worse than watching a show and sticking it out to the end in hopes that it gets better and then you finish it and you're like well it didn't that's how I felt with that get even show where I was like I'm watching it only because like there's a mystery and I want to know it and then it gets to the end and I was like huh wish I would have never started it because I don't feel like like, 
genuinely I've been had like (laughs) yeah I too was bamboozled I too was bamboozled truly um and then Homeland I gave up on plenty early um I know it's also critically acclaimed etc I thought that the main character's chaos from the start was kind of a lot but I was like willing to power through Mm -hmm. um until I believe seasons or episode six of season one when she um fucked the guy she was supposed to be um trailing and that's when I was like huh this clearly was written this female lead was clearly written for by a man because a woman would never write that yeah I think Homeland was created by a man arguably a man wouldn't write it for a male lead like only a man would write this for a female lead in my opinion and maybe that's being overly sensitive but I was like what the fuck yeah the head writer is um Gideon Raff to be exact in case anybody was wondering who I'm sending my hate mail to um but yeah I was like seriously she's like highly trained very skilled like well-respected and is trailing this guy and she just like can't help herself but to have sex with him are you joking like I'm not giving the show one more second of my thought and I did not um I really went into like Mad Men um because I love the 50s and uh obviously it's got won a ton of awards critically acclaimed but um I think I only watched a couple, the episodes are so long. I think I only watched a few episodes of season one and was like, I honestly don't care about Don Draper's personal life at all and only care about the office stuff, which I mean, I guess it's about 50-50, if not less, it seems. And um, yeah, I'm like, Don Draper seems like a bad guy, but he clearly is the lead. So I don't know, can I really do this for six seasons? um and it's kind of slow I thought but and I I normally don't have a problem with slow but I'm like it was slow in addition to all this other shit where I was like I genuinely don't care about what an asshole he is it just makes him worse to me you know what I Mm -hmm. mean like I just was Mm -hmm. like uh okay whatever um and that's all oh um Breaking Bad Sorry, everybody. I'm, we're not going to cover it. Did you watch Breaking Bad? So we have the, it's like part of my next session. Next section. Okay, okay. Well, I think Walter White is unsettling. As, like the way the <laughs> actor acts it is unsettling. I watched a lot of it because um, my friend was trying, the year that it, the finale, se- the final season was, airing she was trying she'd started from the beginning and was trying to catch up so that she could watch the series finale in real time Mm -hmm. so it was on like constantly during recruitment one year um and so i've watched a lot of episodes never cared and i thought walter wright was scary and the scenery is god awful like the desert no thanks um and then arrested development also has bad visuals I don't know what it is about this show. Like, I want to like it so badly. And I do. But then I watch a whole episode and I'm like, something's missing for me. I don't know what it is. Um, Arrested Development is kind of that way for me, too. Because, like, in terms of all the other comedies I watch, like, it's on every recommended, like, when I finish the show, it's on every recommended list for me. Like, I don't think there's a show that is more 
my dad watched it. Like I showed it to my dad and he became obsessed with it, watched all of it. I do not know. I agree with you. There's, and I like Portia de Rossi. I think she's a good actress. She I was love Portia. underrated Better Off Ted. I liked her character yeah. Scandal. Yes. Like I, I like all of the people. There's something about when they're all put together that makes me not like, I don't know. I don't know with you, but I, I don't know what it is and either. I, people yeah. love it. It's a show that I lie about and say I've watched and that I like a lot. And then if anybody grills me about it too long, I'm like, well, I've only seen like half of season two. Right. I, like, I I've seen the most it, random handful of episodes. But when I read like the um, BuzzFeed, like best, like best jokes from Arrested Development or here's whatever. I always think mm-hmm. that the jokes are funny. They're like, always funny. Every article I've read about it is funny. Every Lucille Bluth about it, is an icon. I agree with like, you. There's, some, there's a reason that I haven't been able to get, maybe after I finish 30 Rock, I'll just like power through it because it'll be so much shorter. But yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that's like a whole skip, but there's just like something about it where like I can't. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I hadn't thought about it. Can't get through it, but um, okay. So I guess next we're gonna talk about what we have given up on, but we do actually plan on going back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and is your <laughs> list very long? <laughs> My list is probably longer than most. Do you want me to knock it out real quick? I'm just going to say them all. I'm not going to say why. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have anything to say about mine except for The Wire. The Wire's on Race my Race yourselves, list. fans. Okay, so the first one on my list, I'm just going to literally read them off. Yeah. Um, the West Wing, The Duchess, Working Moms, Grace and Frankie, The Boys, The Politician. I've already ranted about Ryan Murphy. Yeah. But um, Veep. The Americans, The Good Wife, Catastrophe, The Handmaid's Tale, which we touched on a little bit, yep. Mad Men, Breaking Bad. So I guess the only thing I'll say about this is like, I know it's a well-acclaimed show. I agree with everything you said about it. And I watched all of season one and like started season two and like my friends, our friends now husband, like I was living with her at the time and he came home and was like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite show and like went on a rant about it. And it, I was just like, huh, I don't feel that way about it at all. Like, I was just kind of watching it because I wanted to say I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's enough of a reason to go back to a show. Right. You said that you've seen it. And Aaron Paul, like, the meth energy really freaks me out. Yeah. Um, Mad Men, which I actually tried to watch today, and it's not on any streaming service, so that's awesome. Um, the Wire, and then the next two fall under the Matthew Crawley effect, which is mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders and Downton Abbey. Which Same. just means they killed off a main character that I really cared about, and now I have no interest in finishing the show. Right. Now I've, like, like lost the like, steam. I like Peaky Blinders, and I like Downton Abbey, and I want to keep watching. I just don't understand why they had to kill someone I loved. <laughs> and now it just feels like, also, I don't, when a character that's beloved dies, it's really hard to watch people grieve, because it always feels like it's going on so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my list. I'm sure there's a ton. I'm sure I'll get, like, DMs from people who I talk to who are like, hey, don't you remember when you were supposed to watch X? <laughs> You didn't finish um, this. Um, but, my, but yeah, no, home. I agree. I agree. Down Abbey and Peaky Blinders are on mine as well. I I watched Peaky Blinders. We were talking about this the other day about how confusing it is about the geography that they expect us to know about England. <laughs> but I think to me that just means the Peaky Blinders was simply made for British people and not for us and like suck it like too bad. Right. Um, but yeah, I've had a really hard time moving on after they cut off. A main character that I was um, 
because it's like the lead up is so you know what I mean you really love them and you love their role in the show it seems so important and then to have them like snatched away you're like well what the fuck like (laughs) and and both of those shows like people don't die that often and so like when shows like even like like Grey's Anatomy to a certain extent it's like you kind of know not to get attached yeah. the characters but like I didn't know sure. not to get attached to characters yeah, in these shows right. so I did get attached and then like, jokes on us right yeah um the and it's kind of with good the good wife. wife for me too yeah was also on my um on my list and yeah falls into the same Matthew Crawley effect I literally watched um, an interview where he was like yeah you died tonight and I was like I won season two like I was so devastated oh my god yeah I think I find out found out before I knew too. Um, did you say the blacklist was that on yours? Um, no, but that randomly came up in trivia this week for my work trivia. But I liked the blacklist, oh. but I kind of just like nah. The procedure. Yeah, I binged like I discovered it. I binged the first two seasons because that was what was available, and then just like never kept watching it. But I did like it. Like I would go back. Um, and kind of the same with Quantico. Um, I. I binged the whole first season and then the second one was like week to week and I think it kind of got too confusing and I couldn't figure out because a lot of that show is based on alliances and who you trust and if you can't remember what happened the week before then you're like well fuck I don't know who's bad right now um plus Nick Jonas wedding shit like I can't it was so much I could never see another picture of them again and it'd be too soon (laughs) I think Anne Hathaway came out and was like I was just over publicized and that's kind of what, I mean I don't know if she said it or I read an article about it where it was like I like Anne Hathaway isn't a bad actress or like Jennifer Lawrence they just got overwritten about in the news and like yeah. America got tired of them and like mm-hmm. it wasn't really anything they did it was like their celebrity right. turned on them that's how <laughs> about Priyanka Chopra like I really liked Quantico when it first came out and I liked her and like I thought the cast mm-hmm. was strong whatever and then her and Nick Jonas's like whirlwind romance over, mm-hmm. it was like truly over publicized so where now I see them and I'm like ugh and like I yeah, love same. the Jonas like, I love Nick Jonas and every time I'm like I wish and like I'm happy they found each other whatever I just don't need to see their personal life I, don't again. I really don't not not one other time um uh, oh but I do have a really bad habit of anytime I see a like spy show like Quantico or Killing Eve or whatever I think huh I could do that. Like, maybe I should be <laughs> a spy. <laughs> um, okay, so then um, I also have, I also had Feep, which I really, 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 really wish I would have watched it in real time and or just before Trump became president because it would have been so much funnier if you thought everything was a joke and it was never going to happen, right? Because that's the whole bit of it is it's a it's supposed to be over-exaggerated and, like, shit, that would never happen. And then, like, like no, yeah. plots keep happening in it real life. F- it happened a few weeks ago where... Like, months, the four were, seasons? The like, No, the... Well, yeah, that happened. But also, they... In Veep, they wrote, like, they were chanting, stop the count. And then keep <laughs> counting and, like, different things. And then that, like, was happening. And I... Literally the Veep writers happened. were like, we didn't plan like we didn't want this to happen we didn't want this to be a suggestion right right yeah um but yeah i need to finish that um i think i'm only halfway through that show shrill um i powered through season one again kind of hoping that it would get better um 
And that what I find frustrating about Shrill is that her romantic situation made it harder for me to root for her because I was like, he's an asshole. Why mm. are you like fighting for his attention? Right. It didn't really make any sense. And it, honestly, to me, it didn't really fit with the rest of her personality. Like she, I don't know. She was kind of just like sad girl the whole time, like, or like pathetic girl the whole time, she, like directly in her relationship with him. Right. Yeah. And so I thought that made it harder to root for her. I also, you know, we don't love stories where we can't root for a love interest. And like, there was no like vet that showed up like <laughs> that he did and Doll- dollface or anything. Yeah. So I was like, ah. Shrill, I was really excited no. for because I read the book. Like I own the book right. and then I watched it and I was like, I know I should like this. Yeah. I love A.D. Bryant. Yeah. And I did not like it. Yeah, no. It, like I um, liked it so little, I forgot to even register for this list. Like it, I've nothing did. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like obligated to watch season two, but like I don't really want to. Um, and then yeah, last but not least, The Wire. So I am very far in The Wire. Like I am like season five, don't episode spoil it five. Don't not spoil gonna it spoil it. No spoilers. Two. I'm in season five, episode five. And all of the seasons before this were f- amazing. Like, mm-hmm. so fantastic. Everyone should watch. I understand why it's critically acclaimed. Number one on every list about, like, what the best TV was in the past century, whatever. Um, but... Yeah, it's always a trade-off between The Wire and The Sopranos for the number one yes. show. Yes. It's like, depending on the list you read, it's like those two, uh-huh. and like sometimes Breaking Bad and Mad Men are like the 2010s. Right, in there, yeah. Um, but, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but season five was so disappointing in in so many ways that I have had, a, I just can't finish it. I mean, like, I will, I guess at some point, just to say I did, but um, yeah, it's sort of like, this again like the whole season and it's I mean they did just do such and I really loved season four it's about schools that's the hardest tv thing is when you loved the season before and then you like that happened to be justified where it was like one season was so good and then when I started the next season I was like this is like noticeably so much worse that it's like I miss I like just want to rewatch the last season and like how hope that counts for this like sure right exactly yeah yeah and since season four was about like kids in the schools it like i'm like well where are the kids like what's happening yeah. to them like i want some follow-up um well, they got invested i'm so invested in these children um but anyway yeah so i guess i'll finish that if just to say i did but whew, um, season five's a doozy Gemma is the reason that i started the wire your grandma yeah my grandma she loves fan. the wire yeah. it's an all-star cast it is the cast is so, and and yeah the cast is great um a lot of people who i didn't even know were in the show pop up and i'm like oh you also were in the wire <laughs> i think the most like this is like a random wire slash tv whatever but the most confusing thing to me is idris elba was a tv actor yeah i always just assumed he was like a hot boy movie star mm-hmm. and then he's randomly been in a ton of like bbc shows and like 
the wire and like the Luther and all that stuff that I'm like, oh, you were a TV actor, which is just not something I think about when I see him. I think of like yeah. sexiest man alive and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. But okay, so our last category is so was there anything that the shows we talked about today did that was like a bright spot in the shit show? Um I mean, I feel like we kind of sprinkled them in. I but I did list four. Um, A.D. Bryant is always a treat. Love her. Want to see her in more things, just mm-hmm. in general. Um, the costumes and Mad Men, um, they're designed by Janie Bryant, and they are so gorgeous and such good inspo for everything. Um, Idris Elba in The Wire, so hot. <laughs> Loved to get him for, I think we got like two full seasons with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a Black Mirror episode about a relationship app, and it's the only one that I um actually was like oh this is good tv actually mm-hmm. um maybe it was just because it was the only one that i watched about a relationship i didn't watch the lesbian one but um it's not the one about um i'm gonna try and find it i meant to look it up um about relationships okay it's not the one about liking people like yeah like the app app. yeah it's not that one um okay I think it's season four episode four called hang the dj Mm -hmm. yes okay yes okay yeah no it's good um it's about relationships and um it's like you know you know from the start of the relationship how long it's gonna last oh that's interesting which is like really interesting yeah yeah and I think that actually it might be um intuitive so you can actually do things to change it but the care the lead doesn't realize that like she starts to learn that you know what I mean and so like then that is such an interesting added dynamic yeah um I don't know it's like really interesting yeah yeah yeah, I hadn't heard of that that sounds really interesting I'll have to check it out yeah, it was good. Okay, so what are your little I highlights? I shockingly only have four, too. So oh. um, I did put season one and two of Scandal because those were really good, plus the soundtrack for that show. Like, if you just look at the Scandal soundtrack on Spotify, um, it's really great. It's like Motown, whatever. Um, the casting for The Leftovers was super strong. Like, it was a very well-cast show. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrow, the first few seasons were really good, and he is so hot that if you're just, like, looking so for a hot. seat up, CW like eye candy show I definitely recommend Arrow and then um just the cultural impact that Lost had on television I would yeah Mm -hmm. like just as like in terms of storytelling and I think how much that showrunner impacted other showrunners um I think is like has been really beneficial for TV since that show went off the air like whether I like it or not I do think that a lot of TV shows will look back and same with like the Breaking Bads and the Wires and stuff like the shows that we didn't necessarily like but are at the top of television right. we don't yeah. want to knock their cultural significance in like promoting the of next showrunner or getting the next best writer or whatever sure. um yeah so those are mine now so if, do you have a recommendation for our listeners this week maybe something you hated or something wait let's do something you like since it's a recommendation yeah um my recommendation has nothing to do with anything this week um it is the artist Ashley Longshore I don't know have I have we I don't think we've I've recommended her before no but I have her book right behind me yeah Maddie's got her book 
Um, she does pop art and she's based out of New Orleans and she has an Instagram account and books to buy. All of her actual art is very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she's really fun. They had her redesign uh, the like in a lot of interiors in Bergdorf's in New York. Um, she's just like fun and um, flashy. Like, I don't know. She's a fun follow her arts. I really like it. And um, yeah, that's my rack. What's yours? Uh, uh, my recommendation this week is the Carly Rae Jepsen Christmas song. It's not Christmas <laughs> till somebody cries. I just think it's fun and a good song to get you in the spirit. That's not been like overplayed a million times. Cause while I love the like traditional Christmas music, sometimes it like does kind of the opposite effect for me. Um, okay. Where I'm like, Ugh, like I'm ready for this song to be over. So, yeah, but that's what we have today for the shows we hated for y'all. Um, yeah, that's all we've got. So we will tune in next week to hear what we've got next for y'all. <laughs> if we, if you disagree. Tune in next time to see what next time's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of what next week's episode is. So I just. Um, I think we're doing Queen's Gambit. Yeah. So if y'all want to binge the Queen's Gambit to be able to to listen along with us. Make sure you do that sometime this week. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at singlebestscene, or check out our website at singlebestscene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.